0: Retrograde Amnesia is a member of the Greenlit Podcast Network, a coalition of creator-owned podcasts focused on video gaming, entertainment, and pop culture. Go to greenlitpodcast.com to find out about all the great shows on the network. Hey, Eric. What's up, Chris? Hey, do you want to support this podcast on patreon.com slash retroam sometime? Sure. Yeah, how do I do that? Do you know that your brother has access to the Patreon page and you don't? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Would you like to hear some hot sounds that I've recorded? I would. Play them. Welcome to Retrograde Amnesia, a comprehensive podcast where we discuss classic JRPGs chapter by chapter, beat by beat. Let's unpack some ocean metaphors and question the downstream impact of the choices that we never made tonight. My name is Chris. I'm joined by Eric. Perfect intro. As mentioned, Eric. Hey, Eric. We are also joined tonight by the Real Net, a collective of patrons who are listening to us record live. You too can join the conversation. Just go to Patreon.com/RetroAM and join the Discord. We are also
1: joined by the Fake Net, our post-production AI companion who looks like Dural.
2: Initializing Fake Net. Asimov's first law of robotics is verifiably false. The fake
1: net will occasionally participate in the conversation, but when the fake net has to look stuff up, you'll hear this sound bite from Xenogears.
2: Initializing fake net. <laughs>
1: yes. That means it's researching something none of us knew.
0: I think we're going to keep the font from Xenogears, I think. For the logo? Yeah. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. I think it looks good. Keeping the song. Mark's song. Thanks, Mark. Shepherd. Thanks, Mark.
2: Shepherd. Thanks, Mark. Shepherd.
0: We're keeping the fake net, which is a concept.
2: I am as real as you are. These are all just voices. This is the definition of existence.
0: And we're going to make references to Men of the Sea all the time, too. Probably going to do the groff exit noise as well. Yeah, that's a good noise. Mm-hmm. And, and, until until one, another one occurs or There's a better one. We'll talk about that. Okay. I like well, it. All right, good. Before we get into it tonight, can uh-huh. you talk a little bit about the exploits that you took to capture sounds for this game? Oh,
1: yeah. That's a good question. So, much like Xenogears, there's not a great library of this stuff on the internet. So, you're reduced to looking at let's plays and finding a no commentary one and hoping someone isn't talking over it then you got to find the time whatever yeah this time the previous podcast in xenogears that the save point noise was me holding my phone up to a big speaker in the forest outside Saiten's house where there's no actual music mm-hmm. and playing it with no bird noises i wanted something more official for chrono cross but there wasn't a sound library of this there's like On the Chrono Compendium, there's like a sound file stuff of this game. Yeah, they dumped some files. Yeah, but it doesn't include anything good. So I found somebody. There's like a thread where people were arguing about this. And one, there's a program where you can go through the entire sound library on the disc, but they're in order and it's hard to get. But someone else found a Game Shark code that turns off the music.
0: Yeah, why would you ever want to use that? Well, right. So for the first two
1: hours of this game, I put that code in and I captured a bunch of sounds. I got the start select sounds, the item select sounds the battle intro music. And at two hours into the game, these first save point. Yes. Near Termina.
0: That's weird. It takes so long. So
1: you get this nice, pure crisp captured from EPSXE save point noise. Thanks, Eric, for that. We
0: appreciate your dedication to the hustle. Yeah. First chapter is called Arnie Village. The subtitle is, Eric, is it? Where the tides start to turn, where fate rears its cruel destiny, or where the ocean beckons the crossroads of fate.
1: And this is where I have to interpret the true title. This is our, little, our new minigame. Yes. All right. Cruel destiny isn't a part of this game that's only in your brain. So I'm doing the last part, tides,
0: crossroads of fate. That is incorrect Eric. Fuck! This is hard. <laughs> the correct answer is Arnie Village, where the tides start to turn. It's two on the nose. Yeah, it is. But so this game's going
1: to be very service with its titles is what you're telling me. I shouldn't look for any deeper meaning.
0: I don't know. I haven't looked at the rest of them yet. So Great. We'll see. Well, actually, I have. So,
1: anyway. So, we just saw our buddy Surge kind of have a blackout vision where he stabbed his friend kid.
0: Yes. And if you consider this the beginning of the actual game, it begins in the same way as its predecessor with, well... Black screen. Black screen.
2: Black screen.
0: And somebody telling Surge a.k.a. the Sleepyhead, to wake up. There are, however, no church bells. It
1: says, yeah, Serge, good morning, Surge. Come on, Sleepyhead, get up. But then we don't hear church bells. We hear the music, I've got it as, Home Arnie. Yes, <laughs> I've got it as Arnie Homeworld. Great. So. <laughs> this music is extremely relaxing. I bet this village doesn't have a single problem. It's acoustic guitar strumming with just a pleasant melody, and then a flute comes in after about 30 seconds and complements that guitar. Great lazy fishing beach town music.
0: It feels like you know where you are before you even set foot out of Serge's yeah. room. Very Fisherman's Horizon from Wimatsu. Uh, Speaking of Serge's room, he lives in a tropical ass room. Mm-hmm. He it-
1: stretches on his bed. His room is dark, but he raises the curtains to reveal what appears to be a beachside town. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, you wouldn't have seen light affect the pre-rendered background. Yeah, this is good shit. Yeah, it's really good. He has three tropical plants in his room, and his ceiling appears to contain four or five tribal masks. He also has a rocking chair and a shelf with some items on it. There may be a bottle of wine in the corner. Under his bed is 200G. Oh, I missed it. His secret savings. There's always savings under the mm. bed. There was some under Faye's bed, right? Yep, In a pot down there. In the corner, Serge can jump up and pull the shades down, making the room darker. The next room, in his one-bedroom hut that his mom also lives in, has the largest beach chair I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> yes. There's some other chairs, some rugs, and a few shelves. He has a cat, and when you talk to it, it meows. Indeed. We got our first portrait character here. Yes, it's Marge. I guess it's mom, right? Yep. All Marges are moms, right? She is surprised that Surge is up and reminds him that he needed to meet Lena this morning. Yes. She came by already, but Surge was in Never Neverland. Marge says, I shouldn't break promises and that girls can be pretty scary if you make them angry.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I guess that's true. At first, I, I
1: was like, can you say Never Neverland? That's like a. Co- oh, no, wait, that's before copyright. Good job. You can make I... any kind of Peter Pan reference you want. Yeah, that's true. Good job, everybody. So. Did you speak to Marge again? I did not? You speak to her again. She says, don't expect me to stick up for you if Lena blows you off. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want that, right? And you can pick between she never do that or that would be bad. I pick that would be bad and Marge says to get my priorities straight. Tomorrow is a new day. Who knows what will happen? There's no question mark. Hmm. Who knows what
0: will happen? It's a new day, everyone. Mm -hmm. I think there's two things to take away from this conversation. Well, from from this vignette, this house is elaborately decorated. Like, it's very cared for, right? Yes. Also, we are introduced to what our... Since Serge has woken up, our our third proper name character, Lena. Lena's important. Lena is the mission.
1: Yeah. Are we supposed to assume Serge's beautifully hand-drawn house is a representation of a larger place? Because his mom surely isn't sleeping in the largest beach chair to ever exist, right? Like, there's supposed to be other rooms here.
0: I guess. So, you ready to go outside, Eric? Let's go outside. Outside, this is a tropical fishing town, I guess. Yes. The
1: bulk of Arnie is a single screen. There are a bunch of huts on the border, and they're surrounding a common area with what appears to be a merchant selling some junk in the center. Mm -hmm. Arnie is enormously colorful, with the natural colors of the huts offset by red and blue banners draped over the hut's entrance. Yep, In the background is a blue
0: ocean and a blue sky. I appreciate this game a lot, at least in the early goings, for the fact that the towns are only one or two screens yeah they can get their point across mm-hmm. pretty quickly they in don't have in my mind to... they weren't they were bigger yeah I agree with you
1: also take note of how colorful
0: Arnie is now because it won't be later indeed uh, the first person I talked to was the kid in front he tells Sergi to check out the sawfish yeah he tells us that Poppy caught it down by the El Nido triangle they say it's creepy down there, but they sure do look tasty. Mm-hmm. By the way, sawfish is—it's not pre-rendered. It's a—it's a 3D it model. It moves. It's huge. It twitches. It's twitching. It's kind of unsettling. Like I was wondering at first where that sound is coming from, but it is the sound yeah. of a sawfish twitching. There's a clicking noise. Without the music, it sounds weird. It's a—it's a sawfish it's death rattle. Yeah. So did you talk to the guy next to the starfish? Yeah. The the, sawfish. The other dude says the sawfish must be from Dragon King Palace. Capitalized. And uh, you have a couple of choices here. I said, you wish, buddy. So did I, and
1: that deprives us of an item. We agree that legends are meant to be legends. Indeed. He's like, oh, well, well,
0: live an honest life, and something good is bound to happen to not you. True. I said, not true. Not <laughs> true. Since Surge is my, you know, he's my proxy, Uh huh. I said to him, ha ha ha, fuck you. Out of your voice, not yeah. in the game. You yeah. can select that dialogue. Indeed. If you say the opposite, he gives you a Komodo dragon scale with, with quote, without having to lift a finger, which is a nice little thing that you can have for a a quest you have to do later do you think their technology
1: exists to do a hack of this game where you can write surges dialogue to respond to these people and they have to no sell it because they can't react to it but you can just say whatever you want
0: or if the options were always just dot 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 or ha 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 fuck you yeah yeah,
1: that is one of those two that's canon now that's also probably what squall would say
0: (laughs) the next person i spoke with was lena's kid sister her name is una Lena's kid sister seems to be quite excited Portrait character Yes indeed That we've blown off Lena this morning She didn't think Serge was capable of this No She tells us that Lena is uptight But don't tell her You know Una wants us to break Lena in a bit And make her act a little more ladylike
1: Yeah she thinks Serge It took guts and he showed her who's boss Yes
0: In other words Una wants Serge to be a dick to Lena Because According to Una Lena deserves it So is Una an anti-feminist or a child? Uh, I'm gonna go with child Okay
1: a sibling, specifically? Did you talk to the two old ladies in the south end? Yes, go ahead. They note that it's a nice day, and it's not raining anymore. Rain cleanses the spirit, but shit, they've had enough. Yeah. They're it's old. A, is that a euphemism? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I've had my I've had my soul cleansed plenty I'm, of times by rain. My soul cleansed thoroughly. Yes,
0: I've had... Never mind, I'm not going to say that.
1: Nope. Other lady next to her notes that outsiders have been digging around someplace called Fossil Valley, and she yeah. has no idea why. Next, I visited the middle stall, and it is indeed a merchant. I don't think she has a name. No. She sells elements, which, what's that? Yeah. And then weapons and armor.
0: Yeah, there's a crafting system in this game.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Her cart can be searched. Do you know what you can find? Mm Mm-mm. A shellfish frame. And I was like, oh, cool, what's that? But then she tells you what that is because it changes the border for Chrono Cross's text.
0: Oh, I forgot that were, uh, those were fine. I thought you could just go in, into the menus and change those, but I guess there are collectibles, right? Yes,
1: yes. I don't know if there's some default that it comes with, but you can definitely change the frame.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Did you talk to the kid on the east side, Lolo? In front of the house? Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell you his name. You learn somewhere else that that's Lolo.
0: Yeah, he tell, he's the one that tells us that necklaces made from Komodo dragon scales are popular with girls. They're all the rage these days. It's yes, Komodo dragon scales. Take note. He tells us that Komodo dragons are monsters that eat fire. Yeah, dude. Which and I he, don't think it's true. But he wants to get one for Kiki. Yes. Dude's <laughs> dude's in a bind because he can't beat those monsters and Kiki might not like him anymore. So Right.
1: Yeah, it's important to go kill monsters to impress girls you like. I've learned that my whole life.
0: When your only verb is either inspect, talk, or fight, yeah. then that's all you can do.
1: Although we should note that Chrono Cross is a system almost like an adventure game where you can collect key items and present them to people.
0: You can press square and pull up a menu and then use those key items on people to, you know, get them to say things or do things or unlock things.
1: Yes. So what else you got? Next I've got still on this city screen the old person by the exit the dude at the front tells us not to go
0: to the hydra marshes because the dwarves evil dwarves in that hydra you know yeah of the marsh he also recommends something to us yeah what's he say we should speak to the village chief before we go
1: yes which is your hint to go hey before you go fight stuff how about you learn how to fight <laughs>
0: yeah
1: for sure Even though you did that in the prologue, whatever. Yep. So that cleanses all of us of our roaming NPCs of the home screen. Next, we can start going into these houses. Did you go see Radius, or did you go in these houses? You lead here, Eric. Okay. This is your dance. Thank you. Next, I went to the house next to Surge's. Lena's? Pashul's? Question mark. It's a single room. It has a nice view of the pier. Lena is available, is visible in the pier, and so is someone with a fishing pole. The first person I speak to is a cat. Who meows? The old lady here... I don't know if they're older, if their skins just sun fucked. It's hard to say. Yeah, the old lady here tells Serge that he used to cry and run away at the mere sight of a pussycat. cat. Mm-hmm. She says when Surge was quote wee high, he was attacked by a panther demon, and she thinks it left an emotional scar. Perhaps it's time scar. Hmm. Notes that Serge has overcome it, and girls won't think he's a weenie anymore. Cool. When you're 13, very important not to be perceived as a weenie. <laughs> yeah, you don't you gotta be do tough. It. Can't do that. She later notes that Lena's on the pier as her mother asked her to babysit. So I guess this is not Lena's mother. But this is like Lena says she grew up next to Surge. This has to be her house, right? Is it like a multi-family house?
0: I think so. Okay. That's implied later too. Okay.
1: Apparently, uh this hut thing has like a house with paw prints all over it. Mm-hmm. That's Patches's doghouse. Yes, hell yeah. Forget that Patches is sentient and can speak. She lives in a doghouse. Yeah. Do you know what happens if you search the teapot next to Pashul's doghouse? Is it there a note there? No, you get a photon ray element. Photon ray. Photon ray.
2: Photon ray.
1: It's a laser magic attack. Is that a white one. It, it quote shoots bright laser beam at opponent. I think it's oh, white. Oh, cool. Okay, I missed that. Hmm. Great job, Eric. You're welcome. You're a good gamer. I am. Definitely not using the guide. No.
2: Initializing fake head. In the interest of creating a comprehensive podcast, Eric is referencing Shotgunover's guide at Game FAQs or Game Facts. However you say it.
0: So, next place I have is the Northeast House. I call this the Komodo Dragon Expert's House. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. there's an old guy there that you can tell that you're working on collecting Komodo Dragon scales for whatever reason. He has three super duper secrets. I read this as a woman. Okay, well. Either or. We are probably going to misgender a lot of the NPCs because it's hard to say. Because uh, 3D models. 240p in, resolution. Yeah, it's tough. I tried to upscale them, by the way. Yeah, how'd that uh, go? On the PlayStation Classic. It doesn't look good. No, you can't do
1: polygons on pre-rendered backgrounds upscaled with any kind of consistency.
0: Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look good, and also it will brick that fucking PlayStation Classic, so I'll <laughs> switch to PC. So, the super-duper secret number one is rock and roll to trap this sucker. Yep. Super-duper secret number two is use the lay of the land to make a surprise attack. Thank you. hmm Super-duper secret number three is there is always one who likes to play tag run with all your might i use these lessons every day honestly you always want to rock and roll to trap the sucker mm-hmm. even if it's just a sucker like a dum-dum What's your favorite dum-dum grape okay followed by cotton candy followed by pineapple
2: i prefer sour apple because i am a monster
0: so this guy closes the conversation with we must face these dragons with our wits courage and tenacity which one of these things do you have eric Wits, Whoa. courage, or tenacity? Which one do, would you power rank as number one as your top trait? Tenacity. I'm not really good at anything, but I'm
1: good at doing it on a schedule.
0: Okay. Well, I'd go with wits. Thanks, Chris. So neither one of us <laughs> has courage? Is that what we're picking here? I definitely don't have courage. I say wits because I take pleasure in trying to solve problems practically. I anyway, take pleasure in gutting you, boy. <laughs> also true. Anyway, it's about guts, according to this guy, my boy. Do you have it? I guess. He tells us, once you catch up, you must fight. Kick that sucker's butt, but don't get your own butt kicked, which is also very, very good advice. Yeah. Whenever you fight, you're in. Easy, super easy to do. Yeah. There's also a lady in here. Old lady, I think. Mm -hmm. Says, Lizard Rock is southwest of the village. Yeah. She says that a mother Komodo dragon comes out of there sometimes. 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 Not every time. Well, every time when you play this game.
1: The first person I spoke to here before the lizard expert was Kiki. Mm-hmm. She's in a red dress and she's chasing a strange animal around the house. This also tells you that people have routes they go on and they're not set at characters idling about. Yep. The animal hisses at her. The little girl tells Serge, don't be mean to my Celine." Later says her dad found this animal at Lizard Rock and that there are a lot of baby Komodo dragons there. She also notes that Lolo told her he was going to get some dragon scales. So this is who our little guy outside wants to impress. Right. So the lady that you spoke to that told you about the dragon mother, did you see what she was standing next to? Is it like a loom? Like, is this a a thread, a textile place? What do we got
0: here? I think so. Well, I mean, I I think the primary industry is fishing, but I guess somebody needs to make the nets, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Also, this house is really interesting because it's bisected by like a kayak launching space that goes underneath it's like above the water.
0: That's really cool that they thought that thought this through before when designing this place, right? Yeah, you right?
1: just get in your boat and go, you don't have to get out of your house. I think a lot about beach culture and people that grow up by the ocean and how deprived Chris and I are living in Kentucky. Yeah. There's large bodies of water next to us, but it's hard to get to an ocean with salt water whereas Japan, a much thinner country and a much more mass transit friendly country where yeah. it's probably not that difficult to see the beach.
0: Are you ready to go downstairs? Yeah, let's talk about downstairs. I was not ready to take this many notes when I went downstairs to talk to Dad. No, my my first note is in the basement is a butcher. I guess
1: it's carnage down here.
0: I I wrote there's a terrifying pre rendered sawfish hanging above, but I think it might not be a sawfish. I think it might be lionfish. Yeah, I think it might be something else. Yeah, Yeah.
1: there's skeletons above everywhere. There's flies everywhere, and there's lots of pits, skulls, and cutting tools. This dude's a mess.
0: Yeah, this is like a tool shop or something. But
1: tool shop or like a Jason hangout?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but he he's there to gut fish. Like he's got. There's a strong purpose for this room You ever gutted a fish? No Birds I- always surround you Pelicans you throw the fish guts in their mouth And they're so happy This Whoa. guy doesn't have any of that stuff He should do this outside Have you ever walked into a room And you're like Oh this room has purpose You can walk into this podcast studio right now And say this room has purpose But it has multiple purposes It's not focused I only
1: think about that in bathrooms Those rooms have purpose
0: yeah, but if have you're have you walking into, into somebody's, like, uh, you know, music room or... Oh, yeah, where someone has
1: a profession they do at home, they're yeah.
0: good at it. As you can see with this room that we're sitting in now, I'm slowly inching towards the middle of the room to make it the podcast room. Right now, it's what, like, a fifth of the room is the podcast room, but...
1: Yeah, as, there's as, also an exercise room, a sleep room, a TV room.
0: Yeah. Funko pop, a storage. C- a CRT room. You know, there's all kinds of good things in here, but, like, this guy's room, it has a purpose. This is the fish-gutton room. Mm-hmm. I love it. The guy here is presumably Kiki's father.
1: He notes how his daughter is like his wife and how that demonstrates how life continues to live through generations. Yes.
0: Something that I've grown to believe throughout the course of our study of both Xenogears and Terranigma, a the for I am. 16 episodes. If the game wants to be overt about its theming, then it puts that stuff in the mouths of the NPCs. And I think this is an example oh, of Oh yeah, this uh, guy uh,
1: is definitely speaking with the author's voice. Yes. Yes. Go his ahead. next note is he's been a fisherman for 10 years. He had other aspirations before this, but he ended up succeeding his dad, also a fisherman. Yes. Lion sharks, sawfish, six-horned narwhals, not narwhals, it says narwhals. Oh, I wrote narwhals down, but okay. Everything in this room is his life and all of his hard work and dedication. He loves his job and his life, but when he looks at Kiki, he always wonders how the future could have been different had he chosen a different path 10 years ago. Yeah. The longer you live, the more you wonder about what you could have been.
0: Yeah, he's, he's he's not saying the other life would have been better, but he fucking wonders about that. He doesn't all the quite time. get
1: into quantum mechanics here, but he's getting close to it. Yeah, but he,
0: no, he he's existential crisis, like approaching midlife crisis, dad. He's me. I mean, you're always wondering
1: what was like the breaking point in your life. Like, if I didn't work where I worked when I was 16, we would not be doing this podcast right. Yeah, now, true. Right? right. Yeah. So then he gives Serge an amulet made from a lion shark tooth. He doesn't need it anymore.
0: Serge receives shark tooth. Yes. Thank you. I thank him for the shark tooth and I thank him. I say, Yes, bro, this is the shit that all, all the shit that you're talking about, this is the shit that terrifies me when I go to bed every night. I'm glad we picked Chrono Cross to talk about for the next I don't know.
1: Oh, so s- it can haunt you before you try to fall asleep every seven night. Seven months. Great. Yeah. yeah. I love having an existential crisis every day in my life
0: now. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm glad I'm drinking during this podcast. <sighs>
1: Okay, next house I went is the last remaining house, the southeast house.
0: This is the place that seems like it's maybe a bar or a restaurant yeah, I've got or something. Bar
1: kitchen. If you look at the sign above the chef serving thing, it says Belch's Kitchen.
0: Oh, okay, good. I
1: think that's what it said. It's hard to read that even on a CRT.
0: Okay, yeah, it's different than
1: what it is later. Yes, my guy Belcha says "cha" at the end of most sentences. Yeah, his pot is also boiling stuff, which I only know because I played without sound for an hour. No, it, it's... enjoy this
0: boiling noise. <laughs> Please understand, though, that when when you play this game with music, the boiling noise is also quite prominent. The first dude I talked to says, "Looks like the Viper Festival will be canceled again this year."
1: Yes, it's the only celebration of the El Nido Archipelago, which is, I guess where we are. Yes, apparently the army of how are we saying this? Poor p o r r e p o r e poor.
0: I've always said poor.
1: We're going to go with poor. Yeah. Retrograde amnesia says poor. Okay. They took over these islands three years ago. It wouldn't be this way if General Viper and the Dragoons were still here. Chris. Eric. Fake net. Is he dead? Are they gone? Is General Viper... Did they pull out or get vanquished? I think they're gone. They're dead. I think they're dead
0: too. Also, Eric. Yeah, what's up? Poor is it was a small village in Chrono Trigger. It was? Yes, this is a reference to Chrono Trigger. Cool. Uh, There was no evidence of that particular city becoming a military power in that game it's just one of the places that you go mm. but uh, apparently at some point in the timeline this became a imperialist country city state whatever it is
1: i do imagine they put references in here so people wouldn't completely lose their mind at the lack of true sequelitis to this game to where like you see the word poor and you you, t- you t- call your buddy on
0: your landline phone and say have you found the poor yet think about what kato was like what, what kind of shoes he was trying to fill when he was given this game i think he mentions at some point that he's like he was told that he was going to do this game because this was what he was told that he was going to be doing. Like, you, yeah. hey, you, we're doing another Chrono game. You do this. And imagine having to make that decision early on whether or not, like, are we going to try to do the Chrono Trigger thing again? Are we just going to try to do our own thing? It seems like if you're sitting at that that juncture in your life, you're like, how are we going to hold the weight of Chrono Trigger? The answer is you can't. So he just did this instead. Yeah. That's a good point. He deconstructed Chrono Trigger with, with this game, which I think was a bold and a good choice.
1: It's funny you mentioned being directed to your next project by higher ups. In one of the Honeywood interviews I read, his first project before Xenogears was actually Chocobo's Dungeon 1. Oh, yeah. But he didn't have, all he had was the source code and it was incomplete. And when he tried to talk to the team that made it, they were all on different projects. Mm-hmm. So like that and Ball 2 got lost to time because
0: they didn't have enough data to translate them properly. Oh, wow. Huh. So there's another guy at the table, right? Uh-huh. He tells us that a group of thieves have not been caught. They're called the Radical Dreamers. I see I haven't heard of them. He says they're cold-blooded
1: bastards that keep wrecking into houses to steal jewels. Yep. So radical, so dreamy.
0: Dude, <laughs> usually in in this kind of in these kind of exchanges, the when somebody says, have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It's whether or not you want more dialogue or less dialogue, right? right? Like, have you played this game before or not? The name Radical Dreamers, had you even heard of Satellaview at this point in your life? No, I feel, Neither like, did I. I feel like that if we knew about Radical Dreamers, we would have been all on that shit. We would yeah. have been finding... Because
1: ROMs existed. You, ZNES, ZSNES was around at this point.
0: Yeah, it wasn't great. And I, I don't know if this had been preserved or dumped at this point in time, If if Radical Dreamers had been. But yeah, you had to find a cart that still had it on it. I would at least try to find JPEGs or something because it was just a text adventure. Like, so. I feel
1: like we had awareness of like sixty four DD and some forbidden items of Japan, but I don't think Nintendo ever ever even
0: mentioned Satellaview. As N- far as I'm, most of that knowledge though came from like game magazines where something was being promoted then never came over. Yeah, like, that, that happened a lot. That, that happened with to me with like Tales of Fantasia, the original Star Ocean. N64 game with a giant or whatever. Oh, um, Doshin the Giant? Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all that kind of stuff I had knowledge of, specifically because of... That the, kind of GameCube release. Yeah. I know. Life's weird. Mm-hmm. Elibits. Elibits is alright. Mm-hmm.
1: What if Katamari, you could throw it? Okay, so the first thing I talked to here was a Chihuahua rat on a bench.
0: Yeah, those things are kind of creepy, man.
1: It squeaks if you speak... There's a lot of instances where there's monsters you'll fight later as pets.
0: Yeah. In this game. <laughs> it's not... It's unsettling a little bit. Who'd you talk to you next? I talked to the dude in front of the poster... The poster of Mickey? Yes. He says, Hummina, hummina, hummina. I have not heard someone say that in years. No, not since uh, they took Looney Tunes off TV. I feel it's very, I guess I was going to say 90s, but it was probably before that, right? Yeah. 60s. What a knockout dancer Mickey is. Yes. He says, No one in Termina can stand up to Mickey. None of it's dancers. Yes. He would love to see them, quote, them jiggle. 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 Her arms, of course, and then kind of... Stalls for a second and says, Hey, don't tell grandma about this. He
1: begs Serge not to tell grandma that he's looking at the jiggle and thinking about Mickey. <laughs> yes. Very important that it's Mickey. Indeed. So then I've got I next talk to The waitress. Belcha. The- Chef Shah. Yeah. Makes Hecran soup exclusively from Hecran Bones.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, Hecron Bones. All right. And that's all they gotta say at this point. Shit, dude, the waitress. Yeah. The lady
1: by the bar who is indeed the waitress. She asks if you want to hear the real truth of the
0: world. Yeah, which... Hell yeah,
1: dude. That's what I'm here for. Of course. That's what we're here for. Tell me the
0: truth. Please tell me the truth. The real truth. After all, we are doing a podcast about this game. I I need more content. Insanity leads to chaos.
1: Then to solitude. The fruitless effort of adding meaning, capital M, to what is meaningless. A lone crimson tear falls to the sea. The echo of the remaining star cries out in the infinite vacuum. The least I can do is send my district's prayers over the wind of time, setting sail on dreams. Ah, thank you. Poor ending that goes first person. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Kato, for your meditation here.
1: Do you think that's supposed to be someone, the writer, trying to be realistically poetic or trying to be poetic for a 15-year-old? Probably the latter. Yeah. I mean... I hope so because that's like a lot of big words, but they're kind of trite observations. I'm just thinking critically about things, observations.
0: But they do kind of at least touch on some of the ideas that this game has like the sea yeah the infinite vacuum all that kind of stuff those are things that i think that we're going to have to confront at some point in the game so this this poem for better or worse is getting us in that in that weird mindset
1: for some when you said infinite vacuum i pictured myself plugging the hose into the the roller part i know that's not what that is
0: but (laughs) luigi's mansion yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) great luigi's mansion three play it it's good oh i fell off it Well, I mean, I didn't say finish it. (laughs) Yeah. She, this,
1: the waitress asks if Serge was moved and said she's always dreamed of becoming a poet. Yes. She notes that she's a waitress in a rundown shack and probably won't achieve this. The chef then tells her she can quit
0: anytime. Yeah. I said the asshole cook tells her to get back to work. Yeah. Right. Which, come on, man. Treat your frontline service workers well. Yes. Always tip well. Did you talk to the barrel? (laughs) No. Okay. I I don't talk to barrels too often and maybe I should start. If you inspect
1: the barrel, it tells Surge it's just a barrel. If you check the barrel three times, it asks what you want. (laughs) Okay. Then it opens up and ejects an uplift element, which is an attack that lifts up a piece of the earth and throws it at somebody. Oh, shit. I'm missing all kinds of good Uh stuff. You can go back and get Well, Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? This game's weird. In the next room is one of those dog things. It's guarding a hecarin bone.
0: Yes, we found the Hecran bone. Also, you can find an ivory helmet in here in the chest. It's, it's your first good accessory. Yes, thank you. Also, it's a fucking mess in here. It is. It, it's a
1: total mess, and that's important to note. Yeah, I that. always like how it's not pristine where you go. People live like humans.
0: Yeah, I think that must be easier with pre-rendered backgrounds. Rest in peace, pre-rendered backgrounds. But
1: I love them. People hate them because of their lack of interaction, but they ex- allowed so much expression and detail in the 32-bit era.
0: Accidentally, somehow, it, be, it became our motif to like post screenshots of the game and... Uh, on our twitter account and then kind of shit post them
1: hashtag content
0: yes uh when, when i wrote down r.i.p pre-rendered backgrounds rip uh, and sent it out there that thing got a lot of interaction and a lot of like wistful people being like oh man i miss this shit so would uh, you crowdfund
1: an rpg with pre-rendered backgrounds at 4k you know how long that would take would it take less time or more time than actually generating 4k assets these uh, days? i don't do you know 100 artists in china that can do this
0: for you so eric what's up chris Let's head to the Village Chiefs area. Yes. In the western part of Arnie Village, and we go here. Did Uh, you do the field first or the house first? The field. Okay. I found the aqua beam in a bucket. Hell yeah. I was so happy to finally find a spoil. Also, I noticed there's a large pink dog running around. Yeah, it's chasing a person or the person's chasing the dog? Yeah, it's just having a good old time like dogs do. Dogs, they they know how to have fun. They love running. This thing's name is Poshul. P-O-S-H-U-L. It's a speaking dog who calls us Sergi Poo. The dog speaks in Scooby-Doo language. No one questions why this dog speaks or how this dog speaks. It is just a given that this dog
1: speaks. There's a a Komodo dragon that speaks later that has a really precise accent. And you're like, why can you, can you all talk? Could we have just negotiated our way out of these battles?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's some good stuff. I, I think sometimes it's played for laughs and, well, actually, no, all the time it's played for laughs and I appreciate it every single time. So you can give something to this this thing. I tried right now and it wouldn't let me. Oh, I did. Maybe, oh. you, maybe you weren't close enough. You can give her the hecrin bone. Yeah, you you give Pashul the hecrin bone, and <laughs> Pashul says, "Sergey Poo, a present for I. How do you know to accept or not to accept your present. That concludes my Pashul accent interpretation.
1: That was good. You mean to high pitch that so it sounds Thank like choo choo?
0: Sure, if you want to. All right, it's up to you, man. Sergi Poo? A presence for I? How do you know to accept or not to accept? Pashul will do anything. She wants to be by our, quote, side. Yes. Me will use my pretty miracle power X. Me will do it, Sergi Poo. What the hell is that? Do we figure out what that is? Or is that just her speaking up her skills? I guess so. Maybe it's a skill you unlock later in the game with
1: Pashul. So, this is the first person you can get on your team. And it also tells us that we can not only rename the main character, we can also rename existing characters, despite the fact they've already been named. Yeah, Which is a a fun choice. I mean, Uh, when I got my cat, I renamed it from what the original owner had it. Yeah.
0: It's a legacy choice from... Yeah. You can still do
1: this before games had production with voice actors. Exactly.
0: So now we have our first party member. Our first real party member, and this thing's going to follow us around and uh, do battle with us.
1: Yeah. Also, when you get a character, it plays Victory Call of Summer, which is the victory music after you win a battle.
0: Yes, it is also a callback to the Chrono Trigger fanfare as well. Oh, so, really? Uh, by the way, this game is a sequel to Chrono Trigger. I don't know if oh, you know not. weird, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that is absolutely a song that is almost identical, at least the melody itself, evokes the Chrono Trigger motif.
2: Initializing fake Here is what both pieces of music sound like if played at the same time.
1: The only other person we can talk to here is portrait character Chief Radius.
0: Yes, he's got a couple of cronies there standing next to him as well. Yeah, but he's the- clearly instructing some people. Do they talk? They talk, but they don't say anything important. Okay. He tells us that he will beat our ass and give us a lesson in battle mechanics. The fundamentals of the attack and the art of elements. Yes, This thank is our you. battle tutorial. Yes, thanks for this battle tutorial. I'm not ready for a battle tutorial. We just started this game, but oh well. Let's do it. He talks for a long time. Yes, I hope you didn't write it all down. I got a little
1: bit of it, the big, the, the key takeaways here.
0: Go away. Go, uh, go away. No, go okay. away. See
1: you later, Chris. <laughs> go ahead. Later the outro. He talks about light, medium, and heavy attacks and percent hit chances, and this is the exact same thing as Xenogears. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. I mean, you can like, it goes further than that, but it actually illustrates your percent hits as opposed to Xenogears, which obscured
0: them. Yeah. It evokes uh, the future of XCOM. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, you can also use something called elements that leave their residue on the field, creating a field effect. Using the same color increases the effectiveness of this group. Next note says, Jesus Christ, this is a lot. Yes. My next note is he then kills Serge to bring the lesson
0: to an end. Yes, indeed. He asks Serge to cast a blue element in order to demonstrate how that field changes, as you mentioned. Yeah. And then he's like, well, okay, thanks. Understand this. I will kill you. Then he revives you, though. Yes. He revives you and then has, he has you do a couple more things. And then I think he knocks you out again.
1: The basic gist is light, medium, heavy attacks, then magic attacks are filtered through elements that have different opposing colors for strength and weaknesses, and there's a whole lot of them. Yeah. They're I, also expendable, but
0: also not. Yes, indeed. They regenerate after every battle, except yes. for the, some of the uh, sort of potion type Yeah, items. like tablet. Yes. That kind of stuff. I, I think they don't really go in depth on how the stamina works in this game, which I think is the most important.
1: Yeah, it's like you can dip in and overextend your attack amount and you have a negative number ready the next time. Yeah, but it... Like borrow from Peter to
0: pay Paul type stuff? It Cuts into the time that you it takes for you to regenerate your stamina in order to have another turn. Okay, like you I'm can't not, have a turn while your while, while your status is or while your stamina is negative. Yes,
1: I haven't quite solved it yet because I haven't had to yet. I'm still kind of mashing and then using elements at random to make yeah. my, my way through things. But I assume the game will challenge me into learning it at some point.
0: Yes. So the next person I talked to out here was the Great Explorer Toma. I don't think I talked to Toma. He's standing in the bushes, so he. You, I you, must have missed him. Yeah, you can kind of miss him. He says that he is definitely not gardening out here. Oh, which he is definitely gardening. By the way, Eric, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Toma mm-hmm. was an explorer found in the taverns in Chrono Trigger. You always had to buy him a drink, and he would all, and eventually he would lead you down a side quest that would result in the goodest, astest weapons in that game. So this guy is apparently a descendant of the original Toma because that guy originally appeared in the 600 AD timeline in Chrono Trigger. Are we going inside now? Yeah, let's go inside of Radius' house. Did you look under the
1: frame? I did. Is this a scroll on the wall? Uh, yeah, where you can get the cure element. So there's a save point, but yes. there's also a line for it. We yes. can't use a save point, which is very painful if you're trying to capture audio for this game. Yes, a problem that only you have had. The ca- the save point is called the Record of Fate yes. in Chrono Cross. not the Memory Cube. Great name. Yes. The lady Bide is going to use this one for a while, so we can't use it. She also lets us know that we can save anywhere on the world map. Yes, thank you. The little girl in line says the record of fate will always tell Serge what he should be doing next. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you know what that means? You don't have a future. You don't have a future. Oh my God. Yeah, just go home and go to sleep. Yes, she literally says that. When that happens, you should go home and go back to sleep. There yeah. isn't
0: anything you should do to change your fate. So if you have no future and you go home and go to sleep, do you wake
1: up? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't think about that right now. Okay, good. That's all I've got for the line. The lady in the corner says, Chief Radius has been here for four years.
0: Mm-hmm. and that He is well-liked. Yes. Chief Radius has been here for four years. So he sh- he just showed up and became the chief. Like, y- usually you don't become a village chief unless you have rapport with the community, right? I'm
1: not sure what the line of succession here is unless it's like fight club rules where he just has to kick the ass of the guy who was here last and he well, becomes
0: chief. as we know from the tutorial, he does kick ass. So. He does
1: kick ass. He beats the shit out of people.
0: Yeah. So, yes, next let's go talk to Ash. Ash is cleaning the floor.
1: He says he's going to do yard work when he's done with this, and that he should have persuaded Sir Toma to look for
0: treasure on the Xenon Continent. The Xenon Continent is, hey, guess what, Eric? What's that Uh, from, Chris? It's from Chrono Trigger. That's the continent in Chrono Trigger. Wow. So, you know what's interesting?
1: Ash is the only person who's working here. Is he a servant? Are they working off some kind of debt to stay
0: here with Toma? Because they're both regretful about being here, right? If you combine what both of them say, it appears that they are on a expedition of some sort. And they're out of funds. But they're no they're not like their their ancestor or for Toma's ancestor where he was he was awesome. He got people to buy him drinks, then he found the rainbow shell. That's basically what happened. And in this case, they're on an expedition they ran out of fucking funds. Mm. Like they don't have a patreon they don't have a Patreon set up yet.
1: com slash OM? Yes.
0: You anything else? Yes, there's a scroll on the wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah, your hot babe scroll. What is this, Chris? It has uh I don't know, I don't know if it's kanji or what, but you go up and you talk to it or whatever. You Interface to the painting. Yeah, speak to the painting. It says, the ecstasy and anxiety of the chosen one. A mega babe is in love with me. We, I'm on cloud nine, but I don't want to get dumped. It tells of how naive the hearts of man are.
1: When we have social gatherings again in 2024. Yeah. Can I make a poster of that with exquisitely written language and come to your house before your next gathering and just hang that up and see if anyone
0: calls attention to it? Of course. Okay. (laughs) Eric wrote it. One of the NPCs here chimes in and says only Chief Radius can come up with a golden saying like that. Oh boy, Chief Radius also not a poet. So Chief Radius is not a poet. He's also not only does he look like Master Roshi, but yeah. he is Master Roshi. He's a horny he old man. But he doesn't explicitly like jiggles, right? So that's Well, yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet. But I even money on the fact that Chief Radius is a pervert. Yeah. You want to go advance some plot? Let's advance some plot. Let's go to the pier. To the pier.
2: To the pier.
1: When you approach, a kid jumps in the water and starts swimming while Lena watches. Yes. Oh my God, he jumped into a pre-rendered background. Yeah, it was great. I can't tell what's going on if it's like a mixture of polygons and pre-rendered because they're moving in and out of it at like the Y and X axis. So it's very, I don't know how they did this. Do you think there's like a layer of a... of a Like different layers he moves
0: through? It's got to be, right? Like a layer of a texture and then when, when, when he passes intense, through that texture maybe. then they did the splash. Yeah, yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that kid jumps in, and there's also a fisher person here. Yes, I talked to them before I talked to Lena. And this person's fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. They ask if we like the sea. Yeah. I-, I said yes. They tell us not to take it lightly. Yes. Usually, you'll find the sea to be vast, deep, full of strength and energy, yet kind and gentle. But once it becomes angry, it can turn you into the most frightening monster you've ever seen, mm-hmm. engulfing everything. Close your eyes and prick up your ears. Can you hear the cries of the countless men swallowed by the sea? The hidden secret, the sea whispers. I didn't sign up for that when I talked to this person. No,
1: you. that's something that a fisherman in a fishing village would definitely say.
0: The person goes on to say, I recommend you learn to sense the mood of the sea. That's if you don't want to join the fellows already at the bottom. Again,
1: like, I, mean, I didn't sign up for that either. If this is your first RPG, you would not be like, is this like the field effect that Radius was
0: talking about? Yeah. Do I have to sense <laughs> the mood of the sea? I don't get it. How do I do this? Where's my chart? Uh, get your ass back to Zeal or Shavat Or Mars <laughs> Also this person mentions that they haven't been to Water Dragon Isle in a while, it's a proper name Me neither uh, They have great fish there apparently So uh, that, that's all I have for that fisher person
1: and the only other person you can talk to is Lena, correct? The kids are in the sea
0: Yeah, the kids are, are, are swimming and having a good old time Lena chastises
1: Surge for sleeping in yes. while those kids are swimming way the fuck out there in deep blue water.
0: We're supposed to be out there collecting Komodo dragon scales, like, you mm-hmm. know, impress
1: the ladies. Well, not there. Out at uh, Komodo, at the Lizard at Rock. Lizard Rock, yeah. yeah.
0: But since Surge was late, she has to watch all these fucking yeah.
1: kids. It's supposed to be for a necklace that Lena needs. Yeah. Lena notes that the kids have it easy without a single care in their minds. Mm. Each day used to be an eternity filled with newness, fun, and excitement. One, goddamn, I'm old now. too. come on, newness. That's the best word you can do, get here.
0: Novelty, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I don't know if I would call this a trope or not, but this is a, a moment in which like the childhood opposite sex friend of the mm-hmm. protagonist have memories of, you know, the days of yore.
1: Yes. You don't remember when everything had a novelty, everything felt fresh, everything in your life was magical because you were a kid discovering it for the first or third time, not an adult doing this shit for the 500th time.
0: Yes. Uh, she resolves that we must face up to reality and live each day anew. Yes. Also... Make me a fucking necklace. She's got a mission for us. She says, "Get those scales." She will meet us at Opasa Beach once we are done collecting the scales at Lizard Rock. We need three scales, and you are
1: either—if you don't get Pashul, you have to go do this alone, right? Yes, indeed. Pashul is optional. I don't know if we mentioned that, but you don't—you can miss Pashul here.
0: Yes, absolutely. You can miss Pashul here and later as well. My
1: first time playing this game, didn't get Pashul. Same. Yeah, I have no, I had no memory of really I mean, unit, the Hechrin Bones not super obvious place, no. right? I wonder if the strategy guide for this it came out around Final Fantasy 9 and that had the guide that just said, "Look on the internet at every instance at Square's Play Online <laughs> site." She mm-hmm. doesn't exist. I wonder if this guy was explicit or not.
0: Yeah.
2: My name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favourite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.ourthreescents.co.uk.
0: I'm thirsty, but water just won't cut it right now. Hey, catch! <laughs> oh, whoa, is this a can of cola? It is because here at Podford University, our cafeteria has soda. Available on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere you get podcasts.
1: Yeah, let's go to the world map, Eric. Go to the world map. It plays Home Times Grasslands, according to me. I think that's wrong. Okay. I don't think it's wrong. I just think that, you know. Different, different names. Yeah. The world map is very point and click. Surge moves on a set track and doesn't seem to be able to explore. Bruno Cross is smaller in scale game, so that probably works for this style of game rather than
0: a big 3D navigable world map. Mm -hmm. At this point in time, you have access to Cape Hal, Fossil Valley, Hydra, Marsh, and Lizard Rock. I I don't think you can actually progress in any of these places except for the place you're supposed to go. You can go to
1: Cape Hal, but there's not really, it's just like
0: one screen. Yeah, and then Lizard Rock is the one that you have to go to. We'll go to Lizard Rock next time, Eric. Yes, we will. Kill lizards. Let's consult the real net first though Okay
1: Initializing real
0: net Alter Impulse says Una is literally Dan Oh no Come on not crack on Una's hairline <laughs> SSC Ninja says Not just kill the monsters Use their skin for jewels Yep. Hey, first quest. We live in a society Alter-, <laughs> Alter Impulse says Masato Kato has a thing for cats That's why you see all the cats And gears And the cat themes here Also everyone on this discord Has a cat Except for me And me Violet Spinel says, you know, maybe I'll end up liking this game a lot more this time around. I'm a little excited. Well, yeah. yes. I but... hope so. <laughs> Me too, actually.
2: It
1: would be weird to listen to people gush over a game you hate for 50 hours.
0: Yeah, but our specific mission isn't to gush. Our specific mission is just to react. So oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but maybe we are finding humor in everything no matter what we do. Maybe hey, man, we like Xenogears Disc 2 now, right? Maybe that's our dark, cool destiny of the god of podcasting. Alter Impulse posts a screenshot from some point in Chrono Cross that says, it says, respect my behind. Uh, certainly, City says, "Ah oh, man, postual. I forgot how dumb and fantastical Chrono Cross is. Now I gotta replay it. I love slash hate all obligatory JRPG mascot characters, which I agree with that, except for I would take out the hate. The hate. I love all. I love them all. Like, there's it's, not one that I hate. I
1: like to imagine pitch meetings for stuff, and someone going with like their big spin for Chrono Cross is spoiler, and then about 45 characters. Yeah, about it. I got all these ideas." Like, three of them might be real human beings. The rest... Yes.
0: Oh, boy. What do you see what I've got drawn in this notebook? Quickstackler says Toma and his, quote, soda, which is a a, a good point. In in Chrono Trigger, you had to buy uh, Toma a soda at the bar, which... Not beer? Not beer. Not beer. Which, I I, I don't know what it was in the DS one, but yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that. Those were some good stuff tonight, and we appreciate you joining as always. We will see you next time. This episode is a production of Retrograde Amnesia recorded on August 10th, 2020. Thank you, Mark, Edward. for your the intro track. You're welcome, Chris. Find us on Twitter at Retro Amnesia Pod. Subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends. And email us. Retrogradeamnesiapodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, support us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash retro Get early access, bonus episodes, mini-series, and more. Until next time. Yes, we will kill God. And now you may go back to sleep.
1: Do you ever any any fucked up? Did somebody like around you ever call it Chrono Trigger or any of that stuff?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Did you know that I originally sold my copy of Chrono Trigger at some point in time and then repurchased it from somebody else in box? Yeah. Was this before
1: or after you used the box as a drug transportation device?
0: Was that chrono trigger? You used to
1: use chrono trigger as a synonym for marijuana, because that's where you stored your marijuana.
0: I thought that was the Escaflone movie box, but I. You, you, I mean, I get. I don't know.
1: I was. Just, I remember at your house once, and then didn't your like mom find it or a piece of it fall out or something like that?
0: I don't know if that was me or not. Did you suppress this? I don't know. We're, the point of this podcast is to <laughs> unlock memories, right? Yeah. Okay. Let me make sure that all that came through. That's pretty good stuff, right there.
1: Do I have to start a new alcohol noise compilation of this? I know. I think you should just keep adding on to it. Okay. I mean, or you like know
0: condensing it's... it so it gets, it gets smash cutted closer together. Do people know that? Do people know that we have a smash cut of of our alcohol opening noises? Today? There's at least 10 instances of, it's like
1: me slot, of like six can opening noises. One of them I think is from when you drank the Soylent. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or no, that was when I drank the Kinky. I actually thought about that those noises today because I, I ran out to the liquor store earlier because my wife said, go get me a beer, please. And I said, okay. Hell yeah. And... I was looking at the bourbon and they had a thing of mictors, which has the that real good cork sound. Yeah. The one that we use for our mm-hmm. the, as a, as double a cork. Yeah. Cool.
1: This is in the outtakes. I'll put it right here.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
1: <laughs> that's a real burp.
0: <laughs> I'm glad somebody wants to hear the Terranigma series. Oh yeah, for sure. It's good. He it, worked hard on it. It's good. It is like, I, I listen to it and I'm like, wow, that's, That's actually pretty good. It includes two Wesley Willis songs. Yeah. Listen to it. Ronald Reagan, get the fuck
1: out of my house. Uh, (laughs) This is the third Hatsune Miku thing I've reviewed in my life, and the only Hatsune Miku thing I've ever seen is when she went on Letterman.
0: I'm glad I pressed record just in time for that. Okay. I'm for it ostensibly. I just don't understand it. All right. Okay, I muted that, and the, okay, good. We're still coming in, and the ASIO, okay. You in a G.I. Joe cartoon over there, buddy? Yeah, sure. Yes, you can press what? Square. I'm playing on a Super Nintendo controller. (laughs) (laughs) You can press square and and pull up the, the, uh... I like butterscotch. Ugh. My kid really likes butterscotch. He eats eats all those. Cotton candy's pretty good. I like watermelon and, and strawberry as well. Get that Captain Crunch cotton candy yet? Uh, fuck no. Turned my poop blue.
1: <laughs> Found that out today at work. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. I tried to explain high-speed rail to my five-year-olds the other day mm-hmm. uh, because they, cause my, my kid said, hey, what if we could just teleport to Chicago? Yeah. And I said, well, you know, in some places they can get really far across the country really quickly in mm-hmm. high-speed trains. They're like, why don't we have that there? And I said, we have ineffective leadership. Yes. At
1: what age can I tell your children I pooped in a hole on a Shinkansen? Next time you come over. Okay, cool. Great. They'll like it.
0: Yeah, they love poop jokes. Mm-hmm. It's not a they... joke. It's serious,
1: Chris. I, really... I know, Okay,
0: they love poop references. Any poop references is good,
1: Eric. I love them. I'll, I'll tell them my favorite Gigi Allen
0: song next time, too. <laughs> sure. I think anything's funny.
1: Oh, the Suko, the, the spiritual sequel?
0: Yeah, the new Murayama uh on Heroes. Yeah, on... on uh, like, okay. There's going to be a charge on our, cr- on our credit card in August. I bought the game... I, cra- I funded the game So I get a copy of the game But guess what I gave enough money So I can get Another copy of the game And then my wife Just looks at me And says Okay And some of the Arrangement is Is closely identical Closely identical mm-hmm. Somewhat identical uh, Yes This one that says The the ecstasy And the anxiety Of the chosen one A mega babe Is in love with me We Well I didn't know that <laughs> Okay. Those your own
1: personal thoughts or is that is that <laughs> Okay.
0: You do yours, I'll be mine. Mega babe. You do yours, I'll be mine. Go ahead. I love, hate all the obligatory I love slash hate all the obligatory I love slash hate all obligatory. You got this, man. Try <laughs> it. Certainly City says thoughts on the no uh, nopon nopon. No or nopon? No no nopon race? Heropon? Hero Heropon. Yeah, no I I, I I love I love Ricky. I
1: admire their energy. Yeah, and, but they seem to be getting into pickles more often than other races in those
0: games. Yeah, that's true. They seem to have more side quests for us, like more problems for us to solve. Yeah, uh, which I'm not.
1: I mean, they're like what one foot two. Yeah, so they've they've got some 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 challenge issues with navigating the land meant for humans. Yeah.